Shabbos, Perak Yud Gimel, Mishnah Gimel, 13.3. This is a fascinating Mishnah. We're going to discuss the Malach of Korea, of tearing. Now you recall that it's a general rule that Kolomakalkel, if one does an act which is ostensibly a, a Malacha, but he carries out that act and it's destructive as opposed to constructive, so then such an act is Pater, because Malach's Machsheves, the requirements that an act should be um, a manifestation of the human will, the human creative will acting on nature, um, isn't there. It's, he's, he's destroying, it's not building up the world. That's, that's a necessary requirement of Malach's Machsheves. So the Mishnah says, Hakorea, if one tears, Bechamaso, out of anger. So a person's furious, and to assuage his anger, he rips apart his shirt. Incredible Hulk style. So in tearing the shirt, that's called Korea. He's ripping apart the seams. And we just said in the previous Mishnah that if you tear even two seams, two stitches, that would be considered to be Korea. But here he's not doing it for the sake Almanas lit for He's not doing the tear so he can make something else in its place. He's just ripping for the sake of ripping. So the Mishnah is going to say he's Pater. But we can say the Pater is because it's a kilkul, it's destructive, because here he has an actually constructive purpose. He's actually getting a benefit. He's not just simply destroying the shirt. He's ripping the shirt in order to alleviate his frustration. So he's getting a benefit from it. So therefore, it's actually, in some level, a constructive act. It's a, it's a benefit, not simply destructive. So therefore, the Gemara comes out and says that what's happening here is this mission is going according to Rabbi Shimon. And the reason why the person is patur from tearing his clothes out of anger is because it's a malachash and a tzrich gufa. I'll remind you what that means. There were certain particular things that were done in the Mishkan. Those are the third malachas. And they have a particular purpose. Um, but if you're doing the external act of the malacha, but the purpose for which you're doing it is not the purpose that was used and envisaged in the normal context of the malacha. So that's called the malacha shenitzrich lagufa. It's a malacha that's not done for its purpose, the purpose of the malacha. We've had two major examples of that, at least, um, in the Masechta, maybe three. We talked about um, removing a, a dead body from the home. And there we said, normally, hotza is you want something in B, but now it's currently in A. So you transport it from A to B, that's hotza. Here, when it comes to the body, you didn't really mind, you didn't care if the body to specifically be in that second location, location B, you just want it not in the house. You just want it out of the house. And you don't really care where it is, so to speak. You just want it not here. So that's not the malach itself. And therefore, it's a, it's considered to be malach hashen tzrich legufa. And we also have the case of the psik the chop, the chopping off the chicken's head to obtain a toy, the head of the chicken for the child. Again, the idea here is shechting a chicken, is the malach of shechita, of slaughtering. But here you didn't want to slaughter the chicken. For your part, they could run around like with the chicken without a head. wouldn't matter to you. You just want the head to give as a toy. So therefore, you're taking the head off is not for the sake of killing the chicken, of natilas neshama, of taking its life. It's simply to obtain a head. Similarly, you could, you know, trap a snake. And if you put a snake, you know, in a trap or under a cup or something, again, you're not capturing the snake for the sake of having the snake. You just are keeping the snake away and so on. So here too... You're tearing the shirt, but the shirt that you're tearing is constructive as much as it has a purpose, just as you're purposefully and with intention and getting benefit from removing the body or from capturing the snake or from obtaining the chicken head. But in all those cases, the act that you're doing is not the act that was envisioned 
as the purpose for this malach and the mishka. And that being the case, according to Rabbi Shimon, a malach hashen tzrich lagufa is pater, and that's what's happening in our Mishnah. Indeed, the Gemara says that Rabbi Yehuda, who disagrees with Rabbi Shimon, and holds that a malach hashen tzrich lagufa you're chayav for. In other words, again, you're, you're doing malacha intentionally, you know what you're doing, um, and that being the case, um, even though it's not the specific purpose that was envisioned in the malacha back in Mishkan construction purposes, it's still the malacha, and you did it wantonly, willfully, and therefore you're liable, says Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda would disagree with this Mishnah and say you're chayev. Um, fascinatingly, the Bartanura, who rules like the Rambam, says the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore not like our Mishnah. One would be chayev for a malacha shen lagufa, and therefore one would be chayev for tearing his clothing. Um, but many other Rishonim and Poskim end up saying the halacha really is like Rabbi Shimon, um, and it's the halacha of Poskim to the very end, meaning to the, to the modern day, of whether the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon and you should be pater, or like Rabbi Yehuda and you should be chayev. So the mission has two cases. The first is a korea b'chamaso. You're tearing the clothing to assuage your anger. V'al meso. Or you could be tearing out of anguish, out of you know your misery and your sadness from having lost a relative or a friend, whatever the case may be. So again here, when you're tearing your clothing because you've lost a friend, so that actually um, is destroying the shirt, let's say, and then you'd have a case of kilkul, destruction, um, and then you again, you'd be, you'd be pater. But the Bartonor speaks out that's only when there's no legal requirements, a halachic requirements, to tear kriya, to rend your garments. In fact, there are seven relatives, one Zion Krovim, these seven specific relatives, your father, your mother, sister, brother, son, daughter, and wife, assuming your sister has a married to another husband. Those seven persons, I should, when I say wife, I should say spouse, those seven relations, um, when if they die, then one is required to rend his or her garments. And so by tearing one's clothes, it's like it's considered to be like a tikkun. It's a constructive, intentional act that is not a makalka, not a kilkal, not a destruction thing at all. In other words, the proper clothing for a mourner to wear is torn, rend garments. Therefore, by rending the garments, it's actually a constructive act. And therefore, if one would rend his garments on Shabbos over one of his Zion Krovim, his seven relatives for which he should rent his garments, not on Shabbos, um, then he indeed would be liable because that's considered to be constructive. But for a friend or a relative that one wouldn't be obligated to tear his clothing, like for example, let's say an aunt or a cousin or something, so then he'd be potter because um, it's a destructive act, not one man by the Torah, and therefore it's going to be considered to be kilkul, and therefore potter. And now the Mishnah says the general principle, which is v'cholamakalklin, any type of destructive act, paturin. One who carries it out will be exempt um, from bringing a chatas because, again, lacks the criterion of melech's makshevas that acts have to be constructive as opposed to destructive. The Mishnah finishes up by saying v'hamakalkel almanas l'saken, when one takes something apart for the sake, or does a destructive act for the sake of really a constructive purpose, it's just a step in the process, then he would be liable, because it's part of the process, that would be said back in the previous Mishnah, if you're tearing for the sake of re-sewing, you just need to open it up and make a smooth edge, let's say a, a square edge, so you can sew the patch on or the, sew, the whole, sew the hole up properly, etc. That's part of the process, and then you'd be liable, it just says, you have to fix a Megillah, so you have to, and it has a wrong letter, you have to erase the letter and put a new letter. So the erasing the letter is constructive. If you have to demolish a building to build up a new one the demolition is constructive it's part of the construction process in all those cases you would be liable 
And the Mishnah is saying here that this shear, the amount you have to destroy in order to be liable, is shiro kimisaken. It's the same shear that you need to do to fix it up. Meaning, in the case of tearing, since it's two stitches, two tefiras that make one liable, you'd have to be korea, tear the garment enough to put two new stitches in. Same goes when you're talking about mochek, um, if you're erasing something, since the obligation for kosa, for writing, is to write two letters, you have to erate, erase enough space that you could put in two letters there in order to be chayev for the destruction called mochek, erasing, which is really a constructive purpose because that's part of the process of rewriting the Megillah. When it comes to sira, sosera, destruction, of demolition meaning, of a building, which is the other side of the binyan, of the bone of the construction building coin. So, since there's, we saw before, when it comes to bona, there is no shear. You could putty up the tiniest little hole in your wall, and that's bona, and you'd be chayev. Therefore, any amount of steer of destruction, um, if you're doing it for the sake of subsequently building something anew, would be considered to be an act that's already crossed the threshold, and you'd be chayev for that tiniest amount of steer of destruction.